Welcome back to the Life Vocabulary podcast. Yes, this is a podcast episode. I hope you're well. We're nearing the end of 2022 and I thought I would share some insights that I have experienced, I guess, that I've come up with um, on my journey as a creative and the kinds of things that I decided to focus on for 2022 to help me with my content creation, my creativity um, and sort of personal life-ish. So I hope this episode really helps you out and if so then do give it a like and a subscribe and share this widely. So let's get into this episode. Welcome back. I am Serena Hussein and this is Life Vocabulary. It started in 2016 um, essentially to capture insight from conversations with creatives and the content has changed so much over the years, as have I. It started out with um, conversations um, that I would hold with creatives, musicians, producers, and then the pandemic happened and then lots changed and I decided to keep it going and experiment with content. And I've learned so much. I've learned so much. Um, and I thought I would sort of provide some of these insights. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll help you out with your creative process. So the first thing that I realized was that not niching meant that there was more of a need for discipline. So I was kind of anti-niche. It was something that I was really digging my heels in about. I was going against the algorithm. I was going against the rules of the game. You must have a niche in order to do really well on Instagram or a podcast or any kind of online content that you're putting out there. And I really struggled with this because it meant that I would have to ignore other parts of myself that are equally as valid but not all of those parts really equate to content creation. But because I was using the model of documenting as you go along, I was documenting my process day to day and having to do that in just sort of a niche didn't work for me. I'm sure a Gary V type or whoever will have an opinion about this and, and say, well, you know, your niche can be your personality or your approach to all of those different things. But I think there was something else that was sort of lacking. And I think it's some it's something that applies to creatives like me and maybe creatives like you. And that's the fact that I think there can be such fire and a desire to be so free flowing that structure really is necessary and discipline is necessary. And I think that's what I was lacking. I was lacking this sort of structure and discipline and Now that I have realized this, I know that I can actually find a way to, I would say, apply focus and concentration to a subject, a theme, an area during sort of set hours (laughs) and then still be able to be this free-flowing individual that I am and that I really enjoy being and then I realized what was it that was sort of um, feeling so threatened like what was it that I was feeling so threatened by and I think after over the last 10 years 
rediscovering my creativity, finding my voice again after sort of personal experiences that weren't so great in my 20s and then early 30s, I didn't want to be dictated to and I didn't want to have to compromise on my desires because perhaps I had done that for so long and so I was essentially like just acting out with my creativity and I and I was like no I'm just going to do what I want because this is my time and this feels good so I'm going to do this this feels good so I'm going to do this ah I'm not niching I'm not doing well the metrics the analytics the algorithm nothing's working for me and it's because I just was you know this was my playground this was not me creating content to provide value this had become my playground and so I had to refocus and think okay am I doing this for this to be my playground if so fine have at it if not and I didn't um, I actually wanted to build community and I wanted to build a platform and I did want to provide value then I had to kind of heal and sort of mother and parent that part of myself that was the kind of reckless creative and the sort of you could say inner child or person within who felt that they weren't getting enough and how can they now be sort of fulfilled in order to get to where they want to get to so some parts of ourselves can sometimes hold us back and um kind of get in the way of us being able to create what we want to create and provide what we want to provide and I think that was the thing that was sort of getting in the way and I, I didn't want to compromise myself and then I realized I didn't have to I didn't have to compromise myself so that was a big insight that the thing that was sort of lacking was discipline and what was getting in the way of that of me being able to be more disciplined and focused was me it was me and how I was all tangled up with my creativity and how, not that I've separated it, but it feels much more aligned and less murky and yucky. So that's number one. Oh, I need to take a breath after that. That felt like therapy. Bit of a realisation. It's quite a massive one, actually. I think I also realised, for sure, actually, I realised that I didn't want to become reactive as a content creator. Some may be aware that I have another platform called Manipulate Media. And on that platform, I tackle controversial matters and I come at it from a public relations perspective. But it can get quite snarky and trolly and it can be quite fun, actually, because I can really kind of get into the comments section with people who are really going at me I kind of my inner troll kind of has a bit of fun with it but the problem is with that especially when you're covering controversial news and cancellations is that you can just become reactive you're reactive to the news as it sort of comes out on a day-to-day -day basis you become reactive to the comments and then before you know it that sort of state of mind and being is just kind of infiltrating into the rest of your life and that is no good and I thought this isn't really great for me I have to kind of find a balance with this because now my content creation is becoming reactive and I think there's definitely a part of us as content creators 
that needs to be sort of like have a sort of finger on the pulse and to sort of know and be aware of what's going on, being aware of current affairs and not just be creating evergreen content. But there's, you know, there's a moment where you know you're now driven by the algorithm and that's no no good really as a creative there's no sort of fulfillment in there and and you're not kind of creating from what you want to sort of do and what you desire and what's really sort of inspiring for you you're just reacting to what's going on and being a reactive person is not great anyway so yes I learned that majorly that even though I have a that channel and that platform where I create content that is sort of responding to what's going on that doesn't mean that I need to be so reactive on a day-to-day basis so the third insight and I've got five for you the third insight is the process reveals all but only if you stick with it so so often and I hear this with so many creatives actually not even just creatives I think we can sort of apply this to life you know relationships personal life Um, when we are going through phases going through challenges um, I think it helps to remind ourselves that this is a process that needs to sort of go through its sort of different phases and that we don't have to become so rigid or, you know, even reactive to what's going on right now. The process reveals all, but that's only if you're present to it, present with it. And if you just stick to it rather than just abandoning it and waiting for something to improve, for circumstances to improve, for something to resolve itself before you sort of continue on. And you don't want to do that. You want to continue with the process no matter what. And as it unfolds, it will reveal more to you when we sort of panic or stop or become impatient. It we, we lose the flow and we lose the momentum. And I think this is only really possible if you can find meaning in the process for yourself that isn't attached to any kind of outcome. And I'm getting quite spiritual here. I understand that. But. I think it's because I am a spiritual person as well as a creative person, as well as a religious person as well. I know that if you have some meaning or fulfillment attached to the process that is not attached to an outcome, then it's more possible uh, for you to just allow the process to sort of reveal things for you and allow it to unfold. And so this has been a very big reminder for me, really, really massive actually, the fourth insight is values are really important. I think it's tempting to just be super fluid. But I think as an individual, as a family, as a business, as a brand, as a creative, there's things that are quite true to you. And they are your values. And I think if you can articulate what your values are what's important for you some things might be you know deal breakers and that's perfectly fine I think we all have them we perhaps think we're much more fluid than what we actually are 
And I think having these values really have helped me to study this ship, to really steer my life in the direction that I know is suitable and suited to me rather than being so fluid and then you know before you know it you're in an opportunity or in a space and it just doesn't work for you and you're thinking why how did I even get here and it's because you weren't clear with yourself and so saying yes to things or just going along with things because you're trying to be fluid rather than adhering to your own values and where you stand and I've really I've really been reminded this past year of what my values are and always have been but I perhaps tried to be more appealing appeasing acceptable by others and uh, now I feel quite I wouldn't say fixed in my values but definitely much more confident and clear I have clarity and always open always open to evolve and change and even improve but I think I still have quite clear clear idea I have quite clear idea of what my values are in terms of how I want to raise my child the kind of person I want to be the kind of mother I want to be all of these things the last thing the last thing is quite a heavy thing I want to just to be fair provide a trigger warning because this is related to mental health and it is also mostly related to suicide and how self-care is um is the antidote for me from my experience and I talked about this on a recent vlog on my youtube channel and in that vlog I talked about how over the years that I have experienced many mental health struggles I have realized that circumstances challenges may not not change and they may take time to improve but the thing that I can improve right now is my state my state of mind my body and my health and self-care has really allowed me to do just that to take me out of the mental loop the mental loop which makes you feel like you know you're in a dead end and you want the suffering to stop and actually it's a mental loop um, from my experience and from the kind of experiences I've heard of others that you're in this mental loop and it's actually the suffering that wants to end not really you and your life that wants to end and sort of getting separation from that mental loop that you're on and I find self-care lots of different practices of self-care holistic practices they might not be typical ones they might be something quite I don't know some people might find paperwork helps them doing paperwork rather than yoga meditation or having a good old gossip and a chat over a chai with a family member over doing a meditation there's so many different ways that we can feel better about ourselves through different self-care practices and that's these are self-care practices taking a walk spending time with a loved one having a gossip having a chit chat listening to um, a snarky I don't know comedians podcast where it's not very PC and having a good old laugh while you're cooking in the kitchen or cleaning your home these things all 
our self-care. It's things that you're doing for yourself that help you. You're caring for yourself, for your mind. You're giving some joy, some satisfaction to yourself. And that kind of good energy, good zone, good, nice sort of activity for yourself can kind of break that mental loop, especially that mental loop that's perhaps wanting you to sort of you know just quit and and you know we're we're unfortunately we're headed to that time of year where it's quite prevalent and you know people really struggle and we're already going through so many different kinds of struggles in the world um financially with our health that I think self-care is probably the most important thing that I think we can practice and we can 